Shalom. Most high in Christ bless. My name is Minister Masha and my brother with me, Officer Danya Ala. And welcome to our Sabbath lesson this week. We are the holy saints and apostles of the nation of Yasha Allah. And this week we will be going over the quick topic, all we got, all right? Israel, what we want to expound on in this quick lesson is that we have to now become of the mindset that we are all we got in this captivity. In these last days, we must realize that we truly, truly are all that we got. All right, Israel? We have to understand that though people may look like you, people may even be your flesh and blood, people might even be so-called Israelites, hmm. believers, so-called. But you have to understand those that you can truly rely on, those who you can truly depend on, build with, seek knowledge from, receive counsel from, receive correction from. Those are going to be those that are right before you, the ones who are with you, the ones who have proven themselves, as the scripture says, prove a friend, hmm. right? We must wake up and we must start dealing with our brothers and sisters that are in front of us, our brothers and sisters who welcome us into their homes every week. <clears throat> we have to find out, Israel, who is it that we can really trust? Who is it that we can really build with? And once we realize who those individuals are, Israel, we have to now turn it up. All right. It's time for Israel to turn it up, turn it up to the next level. And really, I'm talking to you, to the saints, to the brothers and sisters in this congregation. You are the ones, all right? You are the ones who have committed yourselves to this glorious gospel. You are the ones who we love, who we trust, and you're the ones who we're dealing with. Mm. And if you're going to be here with us, if we're going to be family, if we're going to be together and push this truth, then we're going to deal with each other, all right? We're going to we're going to work together. And we're going to go 150% for one another. Mm. <clears throat> Why? Because we all we got. That's right. We are all we got. The brothers and sisters that you see here, that's all you have. You know, you cannot go on and looking at this brother or that sister or this one or that camp or this cop. Israel. Look at who is in front of you. Right. Look at the brothers who are with you every week. Look at the sisters who are calling you every week. Those are the ones. So the purpose of this class this week is to really encourage us to build stronger bonds, to really look and value one another, value our relationships. And that is what's going to enable us to stay girded and keep pushing in this truth, all right? So let's go to our first scripture. Let's go to the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4. 
And I want verses 12 through 19. This is the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4, and verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Fiery. Go ahead. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. So it says, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. All right. Many of us have gone through trials, tribulations. Many of us are going through them as we speak. And a, a fiery trial can be anything. It can be something at home with your parents your mother, your father, your spouse, your children. Those can all be considered fiery trials that you're going through. Mm. Peter is telling us here, don't look at that as a strange thing. Don't look at that as something that, oh, you know, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why my, my mother don't believe the truth. Right. I don't understand why my wife don't listen to me. Right. Why she keep piling up the garbage mm. and don't let me take it out. <laughs> All those trials, right? What Peter's telling you is it's not strange because guess what? We've all gone through those. We've all gone through trials and we're all going to go through them. All right. Read on. Mm. <laughs> As though some strange thing happened unto you. But be rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. But he said to rejoice. Rejoice in it. Rejoice in the fact that your parents don't accept the truth and they're giving you a hard time. Rejoice in the fact that your wife is overfilling the damn garbage can. Mm. Rejoice at the fact that your job is harassing you about the Sabbath. Mm. Because for us, these are just small things. They may seem big to us, but these are very, very small things in comparison to the suffering that our Lord and Savior Christ had to go through. All right? And if we can suffer just a small fraction, we are partaking in the same thing that he partook in. All right? Read on. That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Come on. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ. Uh, if you what? If ye be reproached for the name of Christ. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ. If you get, uh, you know, attitude from people. If your job is against you. If your so-called friends are against you. We're supposed to rejoice over those things. Right? Come on. Happy are ye. Happy are ye is what he says. Come on. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. Read on. On their part, he is evil spoken of. But on your part, he is glorified. Right. Because the suffering of Christ. And if we suffer like he suffered. If we have to go through, like Christ said, mm. he said, no man is greater than the master. Right. No servant is greater than his master. 
So if they did these things to Christ, likewise, they're going to do it to us. They may look at those things as something like, oh, you're being uh, brought down, mm. but it's actually glory. We're being glorified by these trials. All right. Come on. Verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer uh -huh. or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. See, our suffering is not like those individuals' sufferings. The, uh, what do you say? A murderer, a thief, evildoer, or busybody. That's not the suffering that we're going through. Because they suffer because of their own wickedness, because of their own evil, their own actions. We don't suffer for that reason. All right, come on. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, as a Christian, as a true follower of Christ, as an Israelite follower of Christ, come on, let him not be ashamed, uh huh, but let him glorify God on his on this behalf. See, we suffer not as a murderer, not as a thief, or any of those things, but we're suffering as a true follower of Christ. So therefore, we must glorify the Lord. Christ said in the book of Matthew chapter 10, he said, I come not to bring peace, but a sword. A man's foes will be they of his own household. So when you're suffering with that fiery trial in your house, Christ already told you it would happen. He already told us that we would go through these trials and tribulations. So if you're going through that particular one, for example, we are to rejoice, Israel. We are to rejoice. What verse you at? Verse 17. Come on. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Uh-huh. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Come on. And if the righteous scarcely be saved. Wait, wait, wait. Read that again. And if the righteous scarcely be saved. The Bible says that the righteous, the righteous shall scarcely be saved. The righteous will scarcely be saved. That means look around hmm. your brothers and sisters that are here with you that are righteous. We really don't know if we're going to endure to the end. We don't know who's going to endure to the end because the scripture said, even the righteous, hmm. the righteous shall scarcely be saved. All right. Come on. Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So if the, righteous are going to scarcely be saved, then where shall the ungodly and all the wicked people, where shall they appear? Mm. Come on. Verse 19, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Right. So we must keep at this work. We must Keep pushing. The righteous will scarcely be saved, as the scripture says. So now, what does that have to do with today's topic, right? 
we all we got. What we need to do, Israel, is we need to start realizing and really value our friendships, our family, our leadership, our elders. Mm. We need to value each other much, much more. Because in this glorious truth, in this glorious walk, Scripture says even the righteous are going to scarcely be saved. They're going to barely make it. So you know what that means? Something that is scarce is not mass produced. Something that is scarce is, is, is special. Mm. So the brothers and sisters that are around with you right now, you got to look to these brothers. You got to look to these sisters and we need to really start strengthening our bond. And you know what? Let us do it first within our own assembly. Let us do it first within our own congregation, our own camp, mm-hmm. right? Let us love one another. Let us get closer to, to each other. Appreciate one another more. As we appreciate one another more, you know what that's going to do? That's going to actually encourage the brothers that are here to understand and realize that your value is much more than what you may even realize. Spoke to the brothers today while we were at Kent. And I told the brothers, I said, every last one of you is important. Whether you're teaching or just handing out flyers. Because guess what? If you don't hand out the flyers the right way, then what do we have? Right. If you don't record camp or classes or whatever, if you don't record the footage correctly, then we have nothing. If you don't teach correctly, of course, we have nothing. So in God's army, Every soldier has to play their part. Every last one of us has to really look at our jobs and take pride in it Mm. and do it diligently because we're all important. And guess what? We are all we got. We have different congregations, for example, in other locations, right? Different locations, to show you how important these even these little things are, right? To show you how important they are. In some of these other locations, you might have only two brothers that go out to camp faithfully. They go and they preach. And the growth, it's good. They're, they're spreading the word. They're talking to people. So that's always a good thing. But now in the day and age that we live in, social media, video, TV, whatever, right? So we understand that it's good to go out in the street and preach the word, yes. But how do you reach all the people that didn't come on that street? Mm. You record videos. You go on YouTube. You, You show that work on YouTube and so forth, right? But if you only got two brothers in an area, How valuable is that third brother? When you don't have him, 
You realize, man, we don't have anybody to help us record. We don't have anybody to help us hand out the flyers. So Israel, that's the point of today's quick, quick topic. We must build value on one another and realize that we truly are all that we have in this truth. All right. And when you find brothers and sisters that are righteous, hold on to them and don't let go from there. Scripture we read all the time. Let's go to Zephaniah 2. And I want verses 1 through 3. Zephaniah chapter 2 and verse 1. Gather yourselves together. What did the Bible say? Gather yourselves together. Gather yourselves together. Come on. Yea, gather together, O nation not desired. So we're commanded. To gather ourselves together, Israel. We must gather together. It's very important. And if you look at what's going on today, on the news, all day, every day, we are in the, we, we're more than in the midst of a war. Right. We're at the end of the war. A battle that's been going on for years. And our enemies know that the war is soon ending. So they're starting to roll out all their tricks. Gather yourselves together. How do we combat against that? How do we fight against that? How do we help one another and build each other up? We must gather together. And, you know, Israel... We love all Israel. We love all our brothers. We love all the other camps and brothers and sisters that are not in camps. We love you as well. But we also understand that if a brother isn't in the right spirit, that's not who we're required to gather with. This command here, gather yourselves together. This is to those individuals, those brothers and sisters who understand what time it is. So if you're in a room right now celebrating the Sabbath with other brothers and sisters, just look around. Look at who's to your left, to your left. Look to your neighbor to your right. Right. And look to your neighbor to the left. (laughs) Right? Ain't that what they say? (laughs) Look at those people And understand, this is somebody that gets it. This is somebody that's here and they understand what it means. Gather yourselves together. All right? Read on, brother. Mm. Verse 2. Verse 2. Before the decree bring forth. He said, gather yourselves together before the decree bring forth. Come on. Before the day pass as the shaft. What day pass as the shaft? This is talking about the end days. Mm. The last days. The day of vengeance, right? Come on. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. There you go. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon us. Before that day come, gather yourselves together. So what does it mean? Oh, we're not going to gather together until Christ comes. No. Hmm. The commandment is gather together before he comes. Come on. Before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Uh Uh-huh. Read on. Verse 3. Seek ye the Lord. Seek ye the Lord. All ye meek of the earth. All ye meek of the earth. All right. Come on. Which have wrought his judgment. 
Seek righteousness. Uh-huh. Seek meekness. Seek righteousness. According to Deuteronomy 6 and 25, righteousness is the keeping of the commandments. All the commandments. That's right. Right? And seek meekness. Mm. We're going to get what meekness is, right? Read on. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. So if we seek righteousness and we seek meekness, the scriptures tell us it may be that we will be hid from the Lord's anger in that day. This is why scriptures say, even the righteous shall scarcely mm. be saved. Because, you know, you may have brothers that are keeping the commandments, right. being righteous, but are they of a meek spirit? Hmm. Are those the brothers and sisters that we are commanded to gather ourselves together with? Ones that are not meek? Hmm. Ones that are not humble? Ones that have, you know, different issues going on mentally? Right. right. Think they all that? Hmm. Abusing brothers? False judgment? Hmm. Bearing false witness? No. It says to be righteous and to be meek. So let's deal with this meekness first. Let's go to the book of Titus, chapter 3 and verse 2. The book of Titus, chapter 3 and verse 2. To speak evil of no man. Uh-huh. To be no brawlers. Uh-huh. But gentle. Uh-huh. Showing all meekness unto all men. So to be meek is to speak evil of no man. To be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. A lowly spirit. Like Christ was, right? Christ didn't even want you to call him good. Should we follow that example? Um, or should we follow the example of where they tell, uh, I walk in the room and I want everybody to stop what they're doing and salute me. <laughs> Praise me. Everybody get down on the floor and worship me as I walk through. Ministers in the building. <laughs> Is that me? Right. We have to be meek. And once you find a meek brother or a meek sister, what should you do? Gather yourselves together with them. Because guess what, brothers? We are all we got in this thing. Our sisters are having uh, children. And imagine a pregnant sister having to deal with her job. Mm. Having to deal with uh, the hospital, right. who's what's going on with the baby? All these shots, all these things that the doctors want to do. Mm. So, a sister in that position, if she doesn't have friends, family, leadership, brothers, teachers, elders, ministers, if she doesn't have this around her then she's out there in the wild by herself. Hmm. But if that sister finds meek brothers, meek leaders, 
beautiful spirited sisters to fellowship with, even if it's a distance. Because as we mentioned, hey, we're here in New Jersey, but we got brothers and sisters in Nashville. We got brothers and sisters down in Philadelphia area. Got brothers and sisters in Atlanta. And we are still keeping connected, speaking to one another, encouraging one another, always on the phone with each other, right? The meek brethren, fellowshipping. This is what the Lord wants. So when you find those brothers and sisters, those meek spirits, you must build with them, all right? Let's continue on the meek thing. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5 real quick. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 5. Blessed are the meek. Christ said, blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. They shall inherit the earth. So who is it that's going to scarcely make it? Into the kingdom, the meek, the lowly ones, those that are not brawlers, not speaking evil one of another. Ain't that a problem that we have in some camps? Brothers and sisters talking about each other, spreading lies, bearing false witness against one another. That's not an example of meek. That's not an example of meekness. So if you see that from someone, what should you do? You should separate yourself Uh or pray to the most high that he puts you in the right place where there are meek spirited individuals. But again, if you truly examine who is around you, who you're learning from, who you're fellowshipping with, who you're on the phone with, And if their spirit is right, they show a meek spirit. You got to hold on to those people, Israel. Because those people can be the ones that help you when you're in a time of need. Those meek individuals in this walk, those are the ones who are going to encourage you when you're at your lowest. It's very, very important. All right. From there, let's go to Luke chapter 5 and verse 32. The book of Luke chapter 5 and verse 32. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Right. So, again, our Lord and Savior said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In other words... The meek, the lowly ones. Christ came to call them to repentance. Repentance so that they can receive salvation. All right? That's who we're here for. That's who we must deal with. We must help and deal with each other. And if we're truly meek, we're going to understand that, you know what? I I ain't perfect. Minister Masha, I ain't perfect. It took me a long time, uh-huh. right? Officer Diala ain't perfect. This we all know. Uh-huh. But he all right. He meek, right? 
This is what we have to do, Israel. This, are, this is the spirit that the Lord is coming. He said, I'm coming for these ones. The righteous represents not just those doing the commandments because look, the, uh, the Pharisees were keeping the commandments, but they did not have a meek spirit. That's what he's talking about. He said, mm. I'm not here for you Pharisees, you scribes and Pharisees. Mm. I'm here for the sinners, the ones that y'all don't even deal with because mm. you think that they so off, they so wrong, but they humbly will come to me with their heads bowed to the ground, mm. asking for repentance. That's the meek spirit. Those are the ones that we're here for. Those are the ones who we must build up. All right? From there, let's go to Romans. Oh, say like it. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Because all of this relates to what? The fruit. The fruit that you produce. The fruit that you give off. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Uh-huh. Joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. Peace. Uh-huh. Long-suffering. Patience. Long-suffering equates to patience. Come on. Gentleness. Gentleness. There, that goes again, right? Come on. Goodness. 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 Faith. Faith. Meekness. And what? Meekness. Meekness. Come on. Temperance. Uh-huh. Against such, there is no law. So if these things are called the fruit of the spirit, this is the spirit that we all must be rolling in. Mm. We must have these attributes. These are the attributes that we should have. All right. These are the attributes that our brethren, the ones who we congregate with, the ones who we love, the ones who we're building with, these are the attributes that they must have, that they must show, the fruit of the Spirit. Because you're not going to take bad fruit and good fruit. You either got the fruit of the Spirit or not. All right? From there, now let's go to Romans 8 and 9. The book of Romans, chapter 8, and verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. But we are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So those of us who have repented, are keeping God's laws with faith in Christ, we are no longer in the flesh, but we're walking in the fruit of the spirit. All right, come on. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Uh-huh. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So, the spirit of God must dwell in us, Israel. And that spirit is the spirit of Christ. And Christ exhibits all of those attributes that we just went over. So now, again, when you look to your brethren, when you look to, I don't care what the rank is, it could be a soldier, it could be a member who doesn't have rank, 
who's just serving the congregation. If you see the spirit of, of God on somebody, on a brother, on a sister, what are we trying to tell you to do? You must see value in those people. You must see value in those sisters. We got sisters in the congregation, very helpful. Matter of fact, that reminds me of Sister Jada. I, I gotta get back to her about food. Sister asked me, when can we get more food? Shemaya wanna put that on the list. The sister asked, when can we get more food to hand it out to, uh, you know, to people, to give out to people that are in need? That's a good spirited sister. Right. When you can have sisters talking about everything else in, in the daggone world coming in a congregation. <laughs> Coming into school, talking about who's sleeping with who, who looking like this, who doing that. So, what should we do? Should we not appreciate a sister with a good spirit that's come in and that wants to help and is meek and, and has the fruit of the spirit? Um. Oh, we have to start looking, Israel, at one another and saying, you know what? We all we got. That's all we got. And until someone else comes in with that right spirit, guess what? This could be it, Israel. Because hmm. the righteous shall scarcely be saved. It may only be the five of you in the house. It may only be you, your wife, and one other hmm. in a city. We don't have to be you know, desiring for these big, big congregations or these large camps and large displays of <clears throat> 50 million men and everything else. That's not important. I'd rather have five brothers with me that, are, that exhibit the fruit of the spirit versus 500 that are bite, backbiting, hmm. prideful. Oh, uh, what can't be with, brother? <laughs> Where y'all be traveling to? <laughs> Where Christ traveled to? Paul traveled more than Christ, right? Hmm. So is Paul greater than Christ? These are the spirits that we deal with. Brothers that have these different spirits on them. Uh -huh. We're not looking for those brothers, though. We pray they repent. We pray they get their spirit right. But we all we got, Israel. You right here, saints. The ones in the room. The ones that get it. The ones that truly want that family environment. That's right. The ones that truly care about one another. The ones who have been here through the thick and thin. Guess what? If any of my brethren that are here with me now are in trouble, then we're going to provide. If it's counsel that you need, if it's money that you need, then what? We're going to provide. We're going to try to figure it out together. Right. It's so important. All right?
Uh, that was Romans eight and nine. Eight and nine. Uh-huh. Let's go to Hebrews ten. Hebrews ten and twenty five. <clears throat> the book of Hebrews, chapter ten and verse twenty five. Not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. Read that again. Not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together. Paul is telling the brothers, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. As the manner of some is. Because guess what? Some people, when Sabbath come around, it's not a big deal for them. Hmm. It's not a big deal to be at the Sabbath. It's not a big deal to, you know, keep the feast days. It's okay. Oh, uh, you know what? I had to work. Oh, hmm. uh, you know what? Uh, I was just too tired. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired. Hmm. Right? Don't want to get up and don't want to make it. Don't want to be there on time, whatever the case. Right? What did Paul say? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together uh-huh. as the manner of some is. We're not to do that. Oh. We're not to forsake. Look at what does it mean by forsake? It means you looking at the gathering together of the of the saints. Word. You looking at that as like it's no big deal. Oh. It's no big deal. No, that's not the right spirit, Israel. But on the flip side, the purpose of this class again. Is for us to look at those individuals, mm. those brothers and sisters that have been here consistently. Those brothers and sisters that continuously come, even if there's only three of y'all in the house. Right. Right? Paul said, not forsaking them. So we can't forsake the ones that been here. Right. We can't forsake the ones that are pushing, Mm. the ones that are helping us build. Again, we are all we got in this thing. It might be you in a city and one other brother or sister. That brother or sister is so important. Come on. But exhorting one another. We have to build one another up. We have to speak blessing into one another. We have to lay hands on one another. Build the spirit up. Exhort them with the scriptures, with the word of the most high, right? Come on. And so much the more Uh as ye see the day approaching. And we have to constantly do this, building each other up. And I want you brothers that are here with us, You know, I try my hardest to build you up and praise you and give you, you know, good words. I want you to now look within yourself and seek to do that for another brother or sister. Mm. The brother that's right next to you, you should be exhorting him. The sister that's right next to you, You need to be exhorting her. Because I can't do it for everybody at every single time. This is why each and every one of you is so, so important. We are so important, each brother and sister. 
Because the things that you do, how you help push this truth, your two brothers or leaders or whoever, they may not be able to do it all the time. So even a brother that's only been in the truth for one year, two years, him exhorting another brother or sister in her time or his time of need is, is just as important. Uh-huh. All right? So we must do this to one another. Why? Because we see the day approaching. Mm. And if we look up and open our eyes, we see that the day is approaching rapidly, faster than ever. The spirit that is on our enemies is a spirit of they don't even want to talk no more. They just want to put you to death. Hmm. They just want to, they've, they've gotten that spirit on them again to just hang the children of Israel, kill the children of oh. Israel, enslave the children of Israel. Why are they doing that? Because the devil knows that his time is short. Hmm. The devil knows that the time is approaching. So they want to just, their spirit is like, kill them. Yeah. Before he comes. So likewise, if the devil is doing that, then we must be exhorting one another. We must be praising each other. We must be building each other up and not forsaking the gathering of ourselves together. That's right. All right. From there, let's now go to the book of Sirach. Sirach chapter two and verse two. Because... Now that we understand the importance and we see the value in each other, brothers and sisters with the fruit of the spirit, right? The next thing you have to do is a mental exercise, all right? Now that you got the right spirit on you and you're coming with meekness, the next thing before we come together or gather ourselves together is something mental that you have to do. Call and read what you got. Let's see. This is the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2 and verse 2. Set thy heart aright and constantly endure uh-huh. and make not haste in time of trouble. So it says, set thy heart aright. That's the point right there. Set thy heart aright. In other words, get your mind right. That's right. Get your mind right, brother. Get your mind right, sister. Get your mind right. You struggling with something? All right, get your mind right. It don't mean, oh, just find the answer. You just know the answers for whatever. No. Hmm. But get your mind right to where you can receive counsel Mm. get your mind right to where you are accepting of the help that is around you remove the rebellious spirit if it's a rebellion thing remove the stubbornness set thy heart aright and constantly endure so what does that tell you? Even when you get your mind right, guess what? You're going to have to constantly endure. Because your mind might be right this week, 
But then next week, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, minister. I'm, I was going off. Hmm. I was going off, man. Right. I don't know what happened. My, my flesh jumped back on me. Right. Right? So when you get your mind right, this is a constant battle, Israel. Get your mind right first and constantly endure. Endure. And then we can gather with you. Then we can bring you around. Then we can do work and do great things. But the battle that we're in, this great war, it is something that is, I mean, it's, it's the greatest thing that we've ever been a part of. So, I mean, listen, you don't even, people don't even want to play basketball if their mind ain't right. Mm -hmm. Right? right? Basketball players, they sitting there, they trying to get focused. They trying to be in the zone. Some people don't even want to go to the gym unless their mind is right. Now, get your mind right for the gym, bro. Get your mind right, right. for the gym. Right. You got to have that music or whatever it is. Psyching themselves out. How much more so should we be setting our mind right for this truth? Setting our mind right for this work that is ahead of us. Give me Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 3. Mm. Right before, as, okay. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 3. <clears throat> and I sent messengers unto them, uh -huh. saying... This is, this is the prophet Nehemiah as he was working to rebuild the temple, fortify the gates of Jerusalem that were torn down. He said what? And I sent messengers unto them. <laughs> you had two heathens that were... Say it to, you know what, let's just re read it. Read up from the top. Come Start at verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 1. Now it came to pass when Sanballat mm -hmm. and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein. Uh-huh. Though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. So Nehemiah is telling us that these heathens have heard that I rebuilt the wall in Jerusalem. Rebuilt the wall, even though we didn't put the door on yet. Right. We rebuilt it, the wall. Right. And that lets you know, Israel, that your enemies are always aware of what's going on. Mm. Our enemies Oh, you know what? Uh, there's about 2,000 Israelites in that camp. Right. 3,000 Israelites in this camp. There's a lot of Israelites repenting. You think Facebook don't know? You think YouTube don't know? That's why they keep messing with us and shutting things down and doing this and doing that. Because they know our enemies know what's going on. They know what time it is. Read on. Verse 2. Then send ballot. And Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together Down. and 
let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. Uh-huh. But they thought to do me mischief. So then they said, hey, to Nehemiah, after they saw he was making progress, right. building the wall, they said, come, let, it, let us meet together. Why don't we have a meeting? Mm. Let's have a sit down, Nehemiah. So now, but then he said, but they thought to do me mischief. They thought to get him off task. Mm. They thought to maybe put him to death. They saw the work he was doing. They thought to do something wicked to him. They wanted to get him off of his game, right? But because Nehemiah was in the spirit, God. his mind was right. He understood. He saw what was going on, right? Read on. Verse 3. And I sent messengers onto them. See, wisdom. He said, I, I, you know, some brothers, they want all the glory, all the fame. Oh, mm -hmm. y'all want to have a meeting with me? Right. They taking a limo mm. to go sit down with you. They going to have it recorded. They want to show it. They want that vain glory. But Nehemiah using wisdom. He said, you know what? You messengers, go, go to them. Come go on. back to them. All right, come on. Saying... I am doing a great work. I'm doing what? A great work. He said, I am doing a great work. Mm. Come on. So that I cannot come down. I can't come down. I can't come deal with y'all. I can't have no meeting right now. Right. I'm doing a great work, knuckleheads. <laughs> come on. Why, why should the work cease? Why should I stop doing this work? It's a great work. Why <laughs> should I stop? Come on. Whilst I leave it and come down to you. And I'm just going to leave my responsibilities. Right. I'm just going to leave the congregation hanging. I'm just going to leave Captain hanging. Hmm. I'm just going to leave Minister hanging. Right. I'm just going to leave Officer hanging. Uh. The soldiers hanging. Uh. The sisters hanging. Uh. I'm just going to leave y'all hanging. And come down to you. Hmm. No. The great work is the congregation. That's right. The great work is the people. And guess what? Nehemiah was doing a great work back then. And Israel was way more put together than we are today. Hmm. So therefore, what does that mean? The work that we are doing today is even greater. It's even greater, Israel. That means you brothers, you're even more important than the prophet Nehemiah. That's right. You're more important to this work than the prophet Nehemiah was to them back then. Why? Because this is a greater job. We're not just rebuilding the city. We're trying to rebuild the nation. That's right. We're trying to rebuild our families, our women and our children, our men. Mm. That is a great, great work. Far greater than anything that even the prophets back then were doing. We are doing that work right now, right now today. Because we also know that the reward for our work is not just the temple. The reward for this work is everlasting rulership. That's right. That's what's next. 
not just the kingdom on earth uh, or earthly kingdom, but the heavenly kingdom is coming next, which is going to be on earth. Right. That is a great, great, great work. All right. From there, let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs 22 and verse 29. This is for you brothers. Pay attention. This is for you brothers. All right. And I hope y'all understand, brothers and sisters alike. I hope y'all understand that I'm trying to build you up. I'm trying to speak to you right now so that you can build value within yourself. Have that self-value. Understand how important you are to this. The soldiers, the brothers who are just members, the young brothers and the young sisters. We want you to see yourself more important. We want you to see yourself as a king right. and start putting forth the work. All right. Call and read what you got. This is the book of Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 29. See as though a man diligent in his business. You see a man diligent in his business. You see a man waking up at 4 a.m. Doing multiple businesses. You see a man studying hard, putting out the recordings. You see a man getting licensed to do great things in the nation, oh. for the nation. You see a man diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings. Those brothers. Those brothers who are diligent in their business. Mm. The Bible says he's going to stand before kings. Come on. He shall not stand before mean men. And not the old raggedy ragamuffin <laughs> men. You see a brother that's diligent about his business. The Bible says he's going to stand before kings. Not mean men. With holes in their shirts. Pillowcase garment. Just cut a hole in a pillowcase, put some fences on it, and throw a star on the front. <laughs> no, those is mean men. We ain't talking about that. You see a brother diligent in his business, he gonna stand before kings. What you may see as kings might be uh, some of these celebrities, for example. Right. Someone that's about their business, working hard. The Most High sees what they're doing. He's blessing their efforts. They might be dealing with celebrities. Or they might just be dealing with high-profile clients within their business, whatever business it is. Sometimes we have people who deal with, and you know what? We got to shout the sisters out too. Because some sisters have jobs that we didn't never even give them credit about. Right. But they got job they working with, you know, who, what you want to call it? Who, right. who, who we know? Uh, Sony and everything else. Wow. All these top brands, top level things. Scripture says 
Seest thou a man in his business, diligent in his business? Read it again. Mm. Seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. And we know that the Bible is written in a masculine form. Some sisters are standing before kings and queens also. That's right. Diligent about their business. Proverbs 31, women. We were, we're talking to you as well, sis. And you brothers. Come on. He shall not stand before mean men. So if the Lord says that a brother diligent about his business is going to stand before kings, then you brothers, y'all must become diligent about your business. Mm. Just like Nehemiah was diligent about his business. He was diligent about the job that right. the Lord put before him. It wasn't a lackadaisical thing. It wasn't a, uh, all right, well, uh, what y'all want to go over? What y'all want to talk about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, we got to become diligent, brothers. The time, we, we at the end right now. All right. You got to live life right while it's in front of you. Because it's going to be over soon. And really think about when life is over. Guess what? Any one of us can lose our lives at any minute. Young people die all the time. How many people you know that lost their life and now it's over? They have no second chance. God forbid we can lose it going home tonight. God forbid. But that should strike something in your mind where you're like, you know what? This work is too great. This work is too important. Life is too short. I got to get my... (laughs) Can I cuss on this radio (laughs) station? I got to get... Is it wrong? Mm. I won't say it. I'll be all right. But I got to get my behind up. I got to get my butt moving. Because it's the we living in the end times. It's almost over. Once it's over, you can't do nothing. So you need to be pushing yourself to do. And when you do that, you already know. You know the truth. The Lord is with you. The Lord is going to bless you. This is why it says in Proverbs, to look to the ant, thou sluggard. The ant don't never stop working. I done killed all the ants. That one ant still going. (laughs) The Lord told us to look at these examples. Mm. We should be like ants. Speaking of which, I got a whole lot of work to do tomorrow in this house that I'm not looking forward to. But (laughs) you see a man diligent in his business. There he go. He a king. Right. Moving on. (laughs) Give me Sirach chapter 43 and verse 30. Ecclesiasticus chapter 43 and verse 30. When ye glorify the Lord, Uh exalt him as much as ye can. When you glorify the Most High, 
We're supposed to be exhorting him, exalting him rather, as much as we can. That goes in line with what we just read. Be diligent. Not just, not just for the truth, though. Yes, exalt him as much as you can in this truth. But also outside your job. You don't want to be the, 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 the Israelite on the job, know the truth, wearing fringes, but you the laziest one at work. <laughs> what the hell is this? Is that exalting the Lord as much as you can? No way. No, read it again. When you glorify the Lord, uh-huh. exalt him as much as you can. Come on. For even yet will he far exceed. You're not going to do enough. So how you going to do any good being lazy? Hmm. How you going to do any good not putting your best foot forward? Come on. And when ye exalt him, put forth all your strength. He said put forth all your strength. Come on. And be not weary. Uh-huh. For ye can never go far enough. The Lord is so far beyond us, we can never praise him enough. Hmm. We can never do enough. Right. But I want to put the spirit in you, brothers, to try to put forth the effort to at least satisfy the Lord. We should be pushing, 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 pushing. If you got that spirit of doubt, and when I say doubt, I'm talking about doubting yourself. Oh, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Oh, I know I'm lazy. Or I don't know the scriptures that well. Or I don't know. You got to, that's the devil speaking. Mm. You got to rebuke your own flesh. That's right. Just like Christ did. Christ was talking to the flesh all the time. Peter was like, oh no, Lord, this ain't going to happen to you. Christ said, get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Right? He had to rebuke that brother. And we need to do this to ourselves. Whenever we get them thoughts like, uh, I don't know enough scriptures to do this. Right. Or I don't know. I'm not smart enough to do that. Or I'm not fast enough. Or I'm not strong enough. We need to start rebuking ourselves. You know why? Because you are king. That's you are right. Israelite king. You are ruler. You are one of the elect. If you are here with us, you're one of the elect. That's right. The Lord done chose you and woke you up for a reason. You know what? Now you got to start believing it. You got to start believing it. Start believing in yourself. His spirit dwelleth in you. So if his spirit is in you, what is there that you cannot do? Hmm. What is there that's too great for you? So it's very important, okay, brothers? Very, very important. Get your spirit right. Get your mind right. Exalt the Lord as much as you can. Mm. All right? From there, let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. I want verses 36 through 47. Because we're going to see and look at the spirit that the congregation, that the body should be moving in, all right? We have the examples in the scriptures with the apostles. 
Acts chapter thirty. Acts chapter two, verse thirty-six through forty-seven. This is Acts chapter two and verse thirty-six. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. So this is Peter now preaching Christ. All right, he's preaching Christ to the children of Israel. Come on. Verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart uh -huh. and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? So it said that those words pricked their hearts. Their hearts were moved. Right. Come on. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you repent and be baptized. Two things. Two different things. Hmm. Repent and be baptized. Come on. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Uh -huh. Even as many the Lord our God shall call. Come on. And with many other words did he testify and exhort uh -huh. saying. <coughs> Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Come on. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Then they that gladly received his word. Then they that were washed by the water, by the water of the word. <laughs> right? They received the word. Were baptized. And then they were baptized. Right? Come on. And the same day, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Wait, wait, wait. How many? 3,000 souls. That same day, mm. it said, were added unto them about 3,000 3, souls. souls. Mm. Guess what? That's a great work. That's a great work. Holy saints and apostles, what do we do if the Lord adds 3,000 souls unto us now? Guess what? Some of y'all brothers, soldiers, officer, y'all going 3,000? You got 3,000 men underneath you now? Right. Instantly overnight, you're going to be looking at yourself like you somebody. I'm, uh, I'm officer of 200. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... But you don't, you can't wait. You cannot wait uh, until we got 3,000 people and then we try to figure out what to do. You need to look at yourself that way right now. Mm. Diligent about your business. Exhorting one another. Setting that heart aright. Get your mind right already. Mm. You an Israelite. That's right. You know who you are. You in the truth. There shouldn't be no problems. Shouldn't be no problems. And guess what? If you got a problem, you know what you need to do? Pray to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Pray to him already. If you got a problem at home, pray to the Lord. If you got a problem at work, pray to the Lord. If you got a problem with your health, pray to the Lord. If you lazy, pray to the Lord. I, I, I can't, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in personal situations and I had to give it to the Lord. I had to pray to him and believe that he would do. Mm. And for me, 
every time I gave it to the Lord, it was a situation where I'm like, Lord, I'm tired of this. I, I ain't got nothing else to do. You do it. Mm. And every time I spoke to the Lord like that, he always answered. But also, I'll give you a, 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 a side note to that. This is how you know the Lord is black. Mm. The Lord likes bets. Y'all hear me? Mm. The Lord is a black man. He likes bets. He likes covenants. He likes contracts. Just like your uncle that work at the mechanic shop. <laughs> uh, I bet you if I hit this shop, mm. you got to fix my oil for free. <laughs> right? That's how the Lord is. The Lord is the same way. He a black man. So if you say to the Lord, Lord, can you help me with this? Can you, if, Lord, if you help me with this spirit, right. if you help me with this woman, Lord, mm. I promise you, I'm going to give myself to the work. Right. I promise you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right. I'm just speaking. Now, the words that I'm speaking, speak I, not the Lord. Mm. This is what happened in my own personal life. Every time I made a promise to the Lord like that, made a little bet with the Lord, said, Lord, if you help me with this situation, I, I'm going to be full-time ministry. Right. The Lord always came through, and he come through quick with it because he he can't wait to look down at you like, all right, nigga, you said you was going to do it, right? What you say you was going to do? That's how the Lord get done. So, brothers, sisters, if you struggle with something, your flesh, your spouse, unbelieving spouse, schoolwork, whatever it is, you need to give it to the Lord already. Send up those prayers mm. and make an ultimatum. The Lord don't want you just to be talking and, and, and you ain't making no action. You right. got to make action and you got to set deadlines. Ah, you know what? Uh. If sister don't get herself right, I'm going to start doing, I'm making this decision. Right. I got to do this. You know what? If I got to move out, then I got to move out. Right. If I got to do this, then... You got to start making these moves like this. And if the Lord knows what you really want, if you really ain't trying to move out, then you know what the Lord going to do? He going <laughs> to fix that woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you having a, tr a trouble at school or whatever, and the Lord know that you can't get it right, then what he going to do? He going to help the situation. He going to pull you through it somehow. But y'all got to start believing and pushing yourself because you an Israelite. You a king. It's high time. The work is too great, Israel. Each and every one of you brothers, y'all not lowly brothers. Y'all not terrible brothers. You are kings That's in this right. thing. Y'all are the elect, chosen. Y'all got to do better, all right? Mm. Uh, where you at? Verse 42. All right, go ahead. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine uh -huh. and fellowship. And fellowship. And, and in the breaking of bread. And in the breaking of bread. Come on. And in prayers. Uh-huh. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together <laughs> and had all things in common. And all that believed were together. And had all things what in common. And had all things, things common. common. All that believe were together. We all we got. 
If you believe, guess what? We was together. Mm. We was together. It wasn't, oh, I believe, but I ain't really with y'all. I'm over here. I'm over there. Right, right. No. We all believe. We all together. We all pushing together. We all working together. Those that really believe, you're going to see. They're going to be there. They're going to come. They're going to be in a congregation if they really believe. Come on. Verse 45. And sold their possessions Uh and goods and parted them to all men. Now we're talking about just the proactiveness. Mm. They say, all right, what we got? We got this. We got that. Let's sell these things. Let's Uh. break off the the, the bread. Let's break off the money of it. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. Right? Come on. As every man had need. Uh Uh-huh. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Right. So the Lord was adding to the church daily because they were diligent. They were doing the work. They believed. They continued... Read verse 46 again for me, Salaki. Verse 46. And they continuing daily with one accord. With one accord. They continue with one accord, Israel. In the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. Uh Uh-huh. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness. Singleness. Mm, Of heart. Singleness of heart. That's one mind. Mm. They were all focused on the same thing. Dang, right. The kingdom, the goals, the community. Mm. They were all of one heart, one mind, one accord. They were all together, Israel. And because they were doing all those things, how many did they say? Mm. And the Lord added to the church daily. Right. Every day you had new brothers and sisters coming into the congregation. They were ready. Because the Lord ain't going to add to you unless you're ready. Mm. And, it, and, you know, not being ready isn't a bad thing. You just have to be aware of it. If you're ready, you're ready. If you're not, get ready. Set that heart right. Get your mind right. All right? But when you are ready, that's when the Lord will add to your responsibilities. He's going to add to the congregation. Add to the church. That's right. All right. Last scripture. Let's go now to the book of John, chapter 13 and verse 34. The book of John, chapter 13 and verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. So Christ gave us the commandment to love one another. All right? This is the premise of what this class today was about. That's right. Loving one another. Trusting one another. Working together with one another. Why? Because we are all we got. Look at yourself. Look within and see more value in yourself. All right. 
understand that you as a brother, you as a sister in this truth, knowing who you are, you are more valuable than anything else in the world. Uh-huh. And if you are that, then you must be that. You must walk as that. You must believe that. All right, Israel? So I pray that this class was edifying. I pray that it edified you, brothers. I pray that you receive something from it. Pray and ask that you like, share, subscribe, and follow all of our pages, Holy Saints and Apostles on YouTube, Holy Saints and Apostles Nashville, also on YouTube, and on Facebook as well. All right. Next, we're going to get to the bread and wine before we sign off. Mm. All right. We're going to get to the bread and wine before we sign off. So give us one second. Get your bread. Get your wine. If you partake. And let's break bread. Y'all gotta excuse us, you know, we ghetto, <laughs> we pass out the bread with no uh, paper towel, nothing, we just good like that. We believe in the Lord. <laughs> Everybody got their bread and wine? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> um. All right, we we good because we still live, y'all. Let's get this bread and wine going. Come on. All right, go ahead. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this is the cup it, this is the New Testament. This cup. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. We're going to give all praises to the Most High in Yahawashai. Let the congregation say, Amen. Amen.
That was a good one. All right, Israel. Shalom, Osai Christ bless. Shalom to you all. Happy Sabbath. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Shalom. Shalom.